Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Max Potential Habits. You know this is your place to come each and every week for tips, tools, and inspirational interviews to help you optimize your habits so you can thrive in your life and your business. And I know that most of you must want to know this, seven secrets you must know to build your business in today's economy. That's what we're gonna talk about today with guest Lisa Lieberman Wang, who is a business and marketing strategist. She is the number one best-selling author. She's featured on ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox, CW. Probably no need to say more, but <laughs> I love her bio so much. She, she helps people with life strategy, business marketing. She helps people create multiple six and seven figure businesses. She uh, supports professionals and million dollar organizations to up-level their businesses. She's a branding expert. She's written several books. She is the co-creator of NAP, a licensed master NLP practitioner, and has personally done over 60 million in sales and led organizations to over 100 million. So you're not gonna wanna miss today. Awesome, awesome guest who's gonna bring you a wealth of knowledge and give you her seven secrets to help you build a business in today's economy. So welcome to the show today. Thank you, I'm excited to be here, Amanda. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so I, I want to start with what is a, one of your favorite quotes that you live by? Oh, well, the easiest one for me is, is what's meant to be will be. And it made it really easy because there's so many things that happen that are without our control. And if I'm going to go and fight the upcoming current, I'm going to end up drowning. So I accept that there will be a reason. I'll find it out, but it may not be now. <laughs> I love that. It's incredible. I mean, such a powerful mindset because sometimes I think when we focus on the moment and we forget to realize that everything happens for a reason and that you can step into the future powerfully by letting go of all the fear and doubt and worry and knowing that everything's going to pass and, and could pass beautifully. And, you know, Lisa and I, before the show had a nice conversation about the fears right now of people thinking you can't build a business right now and it can't be successful. So it's a perfect quote to lead into that. First, I would love to know a little bit about your background and also what is, is it NAP or is it, is it NAP or NAP? NAP. Okay. Tell us how you got into coaching, branding, that kind of thing. And then what NAP is. Okay. Well, how I got into business to begin with, I actually started my first business at 23 years old and mm -hmm. I was literally running a business out of a basement apartment. And my first client was the college at Delphi University that I went to school with, where I was providing CPUs, computer processing units, you know, PCs to the school. And I have been an entrepreneur from the very early years. My mom was an entrepreneur, my both my grandparents on both sides, both my great grandparents on both sides, uncles and everything else were all entrepreneurs. So it was in my blood. And eventually I decided to work for corporate America for IBM and then MCI and realized that I wasn't corporate material, although I did amazing 400% of goal all the time. They're very structured. I'm not very, I'm structured in my own, what I want to do, not what you tell me to do. And I realized that I was really meant to be an entrepreneur. So I only worked for corporate for a total of four years and have been an entrepreneur for almost all my life. So nice. that's really where I started. My background is marketing and business. And the blessing I've had is understanding marketing and advertising and promotions is all sales. And when you realize that if you are in business, you need to know how to market yourself. So I've been doing this for decades 
And that's pretty much how I got there. I, as you said, I've done over $60 million in sales in my own personal career and led my own organizations to over $100 million in the lifetime of my sales. And what I found is that what, I, what comes easily to me doesn't come easy to everybody. And there's a lot of entrepreneurs that really want to succeed out there. And I call them artists, like the E-Myth by Michael Gerber. You know, they're artists, entrepreneurs, and managers. But a lot of them have this, the heart. They know they want to get it out there. But they don't know how to manage and lead. They don't know how to sell and build. And that was missing. And I realized that the need was something I can fill because I've been training people on how to do this for decades. That's awesome. It's uh, so true. It's funny. I tell people all the time, you know, if you want to be an entrepreneur, one of the number one things that you need to learn is marketing and building your brand, you know? So I think it's so powerful that that's where you started and what you're good at. And I, I appreciate that you said what comes natural to you doesn't come naturally to everybody else. And it's so true. I think a lot of entrepreneurs step into the field and they go, I have so much passion and so much heart for this and that'll just make it work. But you know, there's some principles of marketing and sales that actually really matter. And you know, I went, I don't think I told you this in the beginning. I went from food stamps to six figures in my first year. I went to six figures and, and the reason is because the first thing I did when I graduated with my PhD, the treat to myself was to go to a marketing course. I was like, I realized if I want to be an entrepreneur and I want to be successful, I got to figure out marketing because I don't know anything about it. And so I think that that's, I love that you said that. And it's so true. You know, people will ask me, what's the secret to your success? And there's a lot of things, but one is that you've got to realize you've got to put on the marketing hat. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So I love that you went from food stamps to six figures because I actually went to six, we own four businesses now and each one did six figures its first year. Nice. And, and that was really figuring out the winning formula of what it actually takes to build businesses. And that's where I came up with Mastery to Millions, which is the seven secrets to building your business in today's economy and showing that we are in a winter economy. And since 1790, we've had four, 40 recessions, 40 wow. recessions. And all, when you look at the Fortune 500 companies, some of the best ones out there all started in a recession. Whether yeah. it's General Mills or Toll House Cookies or BMW, Apple, all started during the recession. So I think that right now in the economy we're in, it's actually the best for entrepreneurs to be able to build something big and beautiful. That's awesome. Ooh, that's, it's so juicy to know that. <laughs> when, you know, when people know that it, oh, that alone, knowing that that's been the history, that it's possible to build a thriving business in the middle of a, you know, what some people would call a bust or, you know, a panic cycle. Um, ooh, I, I can't wait to hear <laughs> your, your, your wisdom. So, so share the secrets with us. Well, this, the secrets actually came about, and I'll tell you what was interesting. I have several clients and we're all about, you know, supporting them. And sometimes I want to go learn from other people. We went on this trip and we came back from the event. And every time we go anywhere, we say, what did you learn? What are you going to apply to your business and how are you going to do it? And the event was how to build million dollar businesses. Now I said, each one of my businesses started and the first year made six figures. We have two businesses that do seven figures a year. And I said, okay, I'm gonna, I'm there with my clients hearing what they're gonna tell us on how to build seven figure businesses. And we're coming back on the plane and they turn around and we all could not find anything that they gave us that we can apply to get results. Very mm -hmm. frustrated, one of them turns around, she goes, well, we're spoiled with you. When you tell us what to do and how to do it, what they did is they kept giving us theory and said, if you want to do it, hire us. 
Yeah. So it was like, oh, so I can do this with, with um, Google ads or Facebook ads, or I can do this with videos, but I can only do it if I hire you to teach me to do it. So you're not giving me anything I can do. So uh, by the time we got from Texas to New Jersey, I turned around and I was like, okay, what is it I did each time to build the business to six figures? And what is it I did for each business? Because we have businesses that are 26 years old, businesses that are 18, 10, and six years old. So if somebody said, oh, you built it because it was a good economy. I, no, we built it in bad economies. We built it when we have what's going on right now. So how is it we did that? And how come the business is thriving even more now than it ever was, was because of these seven secrets. And the first one is mindset. And mindset is how we started, right? 80% psychology, 20% mechanics. And so many times people are looking for the skills, they're gonna learn the new technique, I'm gonna learn how to use YouTube, I'm gonna learn how to use you know, TikTok, I'm gonna use this and that or everything else. And all those things are great, but if you don't have the confidence to take action, if you don't move forward and do something, it doesn't matter what skill you have, you're still gonna be stuck at, you know, not even go, you're stuck at the starting line waiting to say, I need more, I don't have enough, and that's not gonna be okay. So taking imperfect action is really critical. The second is taking massive action, but massive action for me becomes result producing activities. It's the 80-20 rule. You know, people turn around and say, these are all the things I need to do. But the 80-20 rule is always proven in every business. I think it's called Pareto or Parado principle. And what it is, is 80% of our income is 20% of our clients. You know, think about the things we're doing as result producing activities. Are you actually doing things that make the register ring ka-ching? And if it's not, you don't need to be doing it. Eliminate it from your, your arsenal of things you do. And I believe I call that more of an automate, delegate, or eliminate. Like these are things you don't need to do, figure them out, but taking massive action. Um, the third one, I'll just do three and I'll stop for a moment and I'll give you the rest after, is modeling success. Because I think too often we're trying to recreate the wheel. And when we realize that most things are really step six, I talk about marketing and innovation, we don't have to start over. There's somebody else who's already paved the path for you. You just have to figure out who that is and, and hold on to them and model what they did. And that's something I've done with Tony Robbins. I've been with him 27 years. I went through his program 27 years ago, ended up crewing and volunteering, became a senior leader. Now I'm a trainer. I've been through his platinum coaching program. I was privately mentored by him. And I was like, I'm not recreating the wheel. He's built a multi-million dollar business. I'm going to just model everything he did. And then I actually went and learned from everyone who he ever mentioned in his footnotes, seriously. And when I did, I ended up investing $1.3 million in traveling around the world and learning from Jay Abraham and Keith Cunningham and Frank Kern and Kevin Nations and Tom Hopkins, everybody, and implemented that's paid me back tenfold. So finding people who've already done it and then do whatever they did and not recreating the wheel. Those are just the top three. Just, mm. just give a pause for a moment. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, inc absolutely incredible. Um, I, I it's I'm thinking so many things as you're speaking. I'm just going, you know, it's it's really fun for people listening to think about even even the title that you use, the seven secrets you must know to build your business in today's economy is a marketing strategy, right? Like the way that we title things, the hooks that we use in our emails, the title of the podcast. I mean, on and on and on. It's all about thinking the, about the psychology of of what ticks with people, what are people wanting, where's the solution that you need, and then you know, of course, I'm a mindset coach, mindset and habits and manifestation coach. And so I, I look at like mindset and I go, 
it's absolutely critical to align your mindset. If you don't believe, you can say that you want to have a successful entrepreneurship, but if you don't believe it's possible for you, you're, you might get there, but it's going to be really hard. <laughs> it's like pushing a boulder up a mountain. So instead it's like, oh, okay, how do I align my mindset? So I would love to hear, you said 80, 80% psychology, 20% mechanics. So obviously both are important. What would you say is one top tip for mindset alignment, just because you say it's the number, you know, the first secret. What's a good well, mindset tip? Well, I'm going to actually bring it back to what you said, as I actually co-created NAP, which is Neuro Associative Programming, with my business associate, Willard Bard. And I'm a licensed master NLP practitioner, which is Neuro Linguistic Programming. And I was trained by the creators, uh, which is John, which is Don Grinder, excuse me, it's just Grinder and Dill, excuse me. Now I'm all cold, so I'm confused. Dr. Bandler and John Grinder. Who created it and Robert Diltz is another awesome person in NLP that they've used for years and I've learned from them and then I realized there are pieces missing in linguistics and a lot of marketing is linguistics what we're saying but mm -hmm. NAP is neuroassociative programming and what it is is at any point we believe something it becomes true your brain is a fact-seeking machine it doesn't know the difference between what is real or vividly imagined so if you tell it something often enough, its job is to seek it out to give you proof that you're right. And the word beliefs has a three letter word in the middle of it, it's the word lie, it's the lies we tell ourselves that there's not one belief we can actually prove. But we need to understand that 55% of your beliefs are formed by the time you're five years old by well-meaning teachers, preachers, guardians, and parents, and the other 45% were built on a shaky foundation. Why I'm saying it's so important is we were told as little kids about maybe the Easter Bunny or, or Santa Claus. Well, if they lied about that, they may have lied about other things too. It with that being the case is that we're gonna tell ourselves things and you don't realize that it's mindset. If you say that this is hard, your, your mind, your unconscious mind is gonna find ways to find proof for you that see, I was told you it's hard. But if you said that you can get through this and I have this can do attitude, I can do anything I wanna do, anything I set my mind to, then you'll find a resource and you'll find a way to do it. But that whole piece that people don't understand is, is that the reticular activating is like, you're looking for something, you're gonna find it. You know, you're looking for a blue car and all of a sudden you see blue cars everywhere. You're looking for proof that it's not gonna work and you're gonna find every stumbling block to get in your way and say, see, it's not my fault. So that has a lot to do with it. And if I got even further into it, I can take Freud's model and explain to you how the 10% of the conscious and the 90% and the of the unconscious, the unconscious is your ships that's made up of your strategies, habits, impulses of physiological control. Your conscious is made up of the war, your willpower, analytical and rational thinking. And then there's this halt, which is your pre-conscious, is, which is hungry, angry, lonely, tired, and sometimes sick. When we understand that we are programmed to do things in a certain way that in order to change it, you need to change the operating system. Just like if we wanted to be online right now, if we're still working under DOS operating system, disk operating system, none of us would be on the internet. So we have to upgrade our operating system the same way we did our computers so that we can actually really be optimized for the super highway. Love it, awesome. Woo. I mean, everyone just rewind. 
go back, <laughs> listen to all that again. <laughs> I mean, it's so powerful. I, you, when people get stuck and they beat themselves up in the current moment and they forget to look at the root of the problem and go, oh, I have a belief somewhere inside of me that's actually a lie. And, and these aren't intentional lies. You know, it's collective consciousness. It's what our teachers, like you said, I love it, preachers, teachers, parents, well-meaning often, right? They're teaching what they know to keep you safe and protected and comfortable, but it's based on their own belief system that is often not useful information. <laughs> and it shapes useful. reality. It was useful at the time. Think about saying, yes. told his kids, it says, don't talk to strangers. Right. Well, that's awesome. Because as a child, we don't want you to be abducted. But as a business owner, you need to talk to strangers and you're afraid to. Well, yeah. hello, there was a seed planted long ago that made you think you couldn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, it's, it's incredible. Um, I love it. So, so for neuroassociative programming, do you have, you have a method and a technique that you teach yes. people? Okay, we awesome. We have a five-step process that we do that we can we can deal with any virus. We call them viruses that people get. We liken the whole thing to computers as you're operating yeah. and how you function. Yeah, and I, I love, I love synchronicity. System. I have, I, I teach a course and I do the same thing. Money OS, your money operating system, it's your beliefs and debugging it. And it's like, it's, it's exact, you know, it's true. You just go, okay, am I optimized for success? Am right. I, are my beliefs op optimized to get me where I want to go? And if they're not, it's possible to undo them, but you've got to realize that it's unconscious blocks that are getting you to, it, it stuck. So then you've got to raise them to conscious awareness. So it sounds like you're, you have the system to do that with people. Yes, we do. Awesome. We do. <laughs> cool. Okay. Wonderful. Okay. So then massive action and modeling success. What's number four? Number four is measuring, measure, monitor, adjust, and control. You know, a lot of times people will put things out, but they have no KPIs. They don't know how to measure what's working, what's not, you know. And that's one of the things that people are missing, putting measurable, as you might have heard, smart goals. And some people, it can be cliche, but it's specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Well, what are we measuring? And then who is responsible for it? I think in a lot of businesses, solopreneurs tend to think they have to do everything. I have found I don't need to do everything. I have to figure out what I don't need to do. The smartest thing a business owner can do is figure out what is not your job. And you need to figure out whose job it is. So when we look at measure, I also look at if it's under $25 an hour, it's not your job. So those are the delegates, automates, or eliminates. And then when you realize that things that only you can do and cannot be replaced, that's what you need to be doing. So that has to do with measuring. And number five is managing. And managing is important as well because, again, we may get caught up in the minors and thinking we need to do it, but there are other people. If you're an artist and you're, you know, that's not your thing to be managing, you may need to hire someone to manage the different things. And then if you're an entrepreneur, you're about the big picture, you might need to hire a manager. But managing is important, and that's one of the things that people miss. They have all these great ideas. They don't put it into action. I've seen it way too often with business people. They're going to do 10 million things and then nothing gets ever, everything comes to fruition because no one managed it to the end goal. You know, they, mm -hmm. they took it on, but nothing, it just fell. It just mm -hmm. fell flat. So managing is important. And then marketing and innovation is one of the biggest things is number six that every single business needs to have. And with the, with the way the economy is now, that's one of the most important things people need to be paying attention to because there's really nothing new out there. It's just reimagined. You know, I think back to the chip witch. I don't know if you remember that. That was just chocolate chip cookies, right, with vanilla ice cream. And somebody had this idea of putting them together and then rolling them in chips, packaged it as a chip witch. Well, ice cream was not new. 
chocolate chip cookies was not new. He reimagined it and made it into a chip witch, right? So when we're talking about business and we're talking about marketing is, is what's your it factor? What's your X factor that makes it where you're unique and they need what you have? And the only way you can actually do that is to really understand who your ideal client is and understand what problem you're solving right now. Now, when we look at what's happening in this winter economy, people are still spending money. They're just spending it differently. 93% of the gross domestic product is still being spent. As a matter of fact, some stores, I mean, not all businesses are hurting. Some are flourishing in ways they never imagined. Amazon is doing better than they could have ever imagined. Costco is doing phenomenal, right? Anyone who can deliver things to people's homes are doing well. Even during COVID, we found furniture stores and other stores were doing amazing. They were unable to deliver because of the manufacturing and not having people working into the places. But orders are still coming in. People are still doing that because now all of a sudden you're sitting around your home. You go, hmm. I need to change my lights. Uh, I need to get new furniture. I need to get this. And before you know it, I turned around to my husband. I said, buy Lowe's and Home Depot. He said, why? And this was back in March. I said, because I'm over there painting my molding, having people come in and do things. I'm, I'm wanting to pull things out of rooms. I'm doing renovation. I said, I'm not the only one doing this. People yeah. are stuck at home. They're paying attention. Marketing innovation is figuring out what's happening right now in your ideal client's world and how can you innovate and be different than everybody else and supply them with a solution and when you get that one nailed you, you're making you're making really good money and you're really going to be leading the pack and avoiding marketing myopia marketing myopia is when everyone's holding up the same sign saying i'm abc company i'm abc company i'm abc company and then somebody goes well i'm looking for abc company but which one do i pick yeah. Well, maybe you're not looking for ABC company, you're looking for your solution company. And when you differentiate yourself and you stand out from the crowd, that's when you have a real business. You never want to be uh, like me. Well, they do like I do. So whenever I hear someone say they're a life coach, I cringe because everybody and their brother's a life coach. So I never want to be a life coach. It's not, it's not saying you want to be because you can just have a great experience, put a business card together and say, I'm a life coach. But there are people that are trained and educated and have an, and actually have a skill set. And if they market themselves properly, they can actually make a lot of money. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting because it can be all, it, it can be the same skill sets, but it's about the creativity of the way it, it's like the ice cream sandwich, right? It's like positioning yourself with what your unique perspective is what you're guaranteed to your people is through the lens of what it is that you do specifically. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. You said, and uh, did I miss seven? You said marketing innovation. No, I didn't say seven, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, did I miss it? Um, I want tell me seven and then we'll dive deep uh, so, more. So seven is mastermind and mastermind is really so powerful. And it's been something I've been doing for decades. And I didn't even know it was called mastermind 30 years ago, but it's something I've been doing for decades is finding people who are smarter than you. If you're the brightest bulb on the tree, then you're in trouble. You know, you need to find other people who are even brighter than you are. And even in diversified areas, because here's what I found. When you mastermind with other people and you share what's working and what's not, other people will either have the six degrees of separation to be able to give us the resources for it or a different perspective of how to build it to the next level. And I love masterminds. I actually have 
platinum coaching where I work one-on-one with clients and I have elite where I actually have an elite mastermind where I put five people together and they're working with me directly. But as a whole, when I'm answering your questions, Amanda, what's happening is all of a sudden Tony's over there saying, oh, I, I could apply that to my business. And then Heidi's saying, well, that would be really good for me because I could do this. And then the next question gets generated based on all these conversations and it opens up opportunities you may have never thought of before. And I think people miss it. And I've been a proponent of that for so long. And I think people sometimes think, especially if they're solopreneurs or small businesses under 10 employees and stuff, they think I got to figure it out all myself. I disagree. I think you need to find other business owners and work together because somebody has the answers to your problems and you have answers to theirs and together you'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like that idea of the collective uh, consciousness and, and learning from other people through the connected way of learning. And, and I, you know, when you're facilitating a mastermind, it's like that you can't see or do everything. And sometimes I'm always in love with how people exactly like you're saying, they, they notice something that you might not notice and, or they say it in a way that, that can be integrated differently when it's something that they've experienced in their business. It's just that, that collective knowledge is amazing. Okay. These are awesome. I want to, I'm going to recaps for listeners just so that they can write them down. Um, so you said mindset two, massive action, three modeling success four measuring five management or managing six marketing and innovation and seven mastermind. These are incredible. And so I'm curious when you created this, these seven secrets, was it you doing a retrospective view of your, of the businesses you've built successfully? Exactly. That was the, that was actually the flight coming back from Texas of me saying, okay, what was it that I did to create six figures the first year? And that was totally a step-by-step of figuring out because I had already been in business for decades and then got out of business. Quite honestly, I had done really well in my career. I was able to retire at 30 years old and I was a multimillionaire. I had invested in, I thought the right companies. I worked for IBM, then MCI, but MCI became WorldCom. They went bankrupt and I had to start over. So 30 millionaire, 40 pauper. <laughs> so literally lost everything. Everything I was invested in with dot coms, my 401k, my employee stock options, everything disappeared. Wow. And I had to start over some 17 years ago. And I was already retired. My husband was working and was like, we're good. I don't need to work. And, you know, he, we were only married a couple of years. I came with the money and then we lost everything and we had to start over. And I was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? I already knew how to build business. I knew how to build wealth. And my first company I owned was 23 years old. And I felt like that was adult daycare. So it's like, I don't want to build it the way I did the first time because that was a lot of work. So when I worked for the other companies, I learned from them. I learned from seeing what I saw with other people. I got into the direct sales industry. And within three months, we were at six figures. My husband was still consulting and then 9-11 hits. So we had already went from literally prosperity to desperation overnight, but we were half a million in debt. And we had just put a quarter million in our backyard for a pool. Things were really good. Life was wonderful. We were, we were comfortable. We weren't worried. And then all of a sudden we were. And I was like, what are we going to do? And we decided to get into the direct sales industry. And I didn't want to be in the industry. I hated it. But I was looking for not having to keep being only as good as your last sale. The residual income was, was attractive to me. So I ended up building our business in that area. And like I said, within 10, within three months, I was making 10,000 a month, then 18,000, 25,000, 36,000 a month and kept building it. And then I was like, I don't like this. 
you know, as much as it's great money and we still make it and I'm grateful for it, it wasn't bringing me joy. So I said to my husband, I need to do something else. We started a web development company. And I was like, well, that's cool. 18 years ago, I was like, I like the internet. I like technology. I love marketing. So we're going to help businesses market online. So we started doing that. And then that ended up building into other people wanting more and i pretty much retired again we actually got within seven years got out of debt put all our money and within a couple years more worth more than we were before and i realized that i had the secret sauce like i know how to do this and people started asking me how are you doing it and i'm like what do you mean how am i doing it so i was like well so i figured i ended up it's starting a company called find to fab and this is the book it's a number one bestseller and fine is how I used to feel, which was effed up, insecure, neurotic, and emotional to fabulous, awesome, beautiful. And it stayed bestseller on Amazon for quite some time. And then it got me on ABC, NBC, CBS, and everywhere else. And I, you can just go to findtofabbook.com or go to Amazon and get it. And what was so amazing about it is we ended up building a whole other business of helping successful entrepreneurs, mainly women at the time, we have men now, to stop hurting themselves because I used to have a challenge with an eating disorder and things had happened to me and I used food. So I, I, I had kept it a secret. Everybody thought she's this great entrepreneur and no one ever knew that I had this little secret and I have 27 years of abstinence from not hurting myself. And after the fact, the women started feeling great about themselves and had their confidence and like, well, I want to build a business. Tell me how. And that's where all this mastered in millions came in and, and realizing that this is even duplicatable now. I have stay-at-home moms that are making $96,000 working 15 to 20 hours a week part-time. I have um, a, a parent teacher, a parent child peacemaker who used to make about uh, just over 100,000 that started working with me that within three weeks made $40,000 a month and a half ago, within five weeks made $72,000 during COVID when everybody else said there's no money, no one's doing anything and just applying what I'm saying to you. I, I have different every so many different amazing stories that have been really cool. This is amazing. <laughs> well, will you share, Lisa? So in those industries, so when someone's going, okay, I'm working part time, I'm making ninety six thousand. To say, share with listeners just so they have an idea what a business like that looks like. I talk about this a lot with people. I go, okay, like let's get rid of the idea that you have to work hard to make money, and not saying you don't love what you do because your whole story just. I love that you just shared that. And it's, it's all showing that your path to joy is your path to money, right? Like you're like, okay, I'm making money, but I'm not enjoying it. So let's make money doing what I enjoy. And that multiplies. So you can make money, of course, doing things you don't enjoy as much, but you know, when you're doing things that you enjoy, then like, then all of your life just feels like a vacation and you love every day. And that's awesome. So will you share some of the, of what those people do and in, in the industry? Absolutely. And, you know, I actually talk about them in this book that I just came out with, which is brand you become the expert. And I'm going to give it to anybody watching it for free. Okay, Dr. Amanda, awesome. it's just go to brand you become the expert.com. And it's really about how to get more sales, more clients more often. And it's about branding yourself, becoming your own personal unique brand. And Brenda, who I just shared with you is in the book. She was a stay at home mom homeschooling three boys before it was COVID homeschooling moms. And that's what she was doing. And she wanted to build a business for 15 years. She had her own home-based business, never made money, never made more than 3000 in a year in 15 years. 
And we took care of what you talked about mindset first and took care of that with fine to fab. That was so super critical. And we helped her feel better about herself and get the confidence. She released six dress sizes, which is not what she came to me for, but she released six dress sizes and then wanted to build her business. And here's the fun part. She's a transformative neuro Reiki master. She works in energy. Energy people do not normally make the kind of money she's making. And she came to me and she's telling me, you know, what she's doing. And I said, well, she also went through the NAP Leadership and Coaching Academy. So she learned neuroscience and human psychology and how to create change in people. So I said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to brand you. And we branded her as a transformative neuro Reiki master. She says, well, Reiki people only make $65 an hour where I am. I said, that's great. They're not transformative neuro Reiki masters. You are not like them. You're a certified NLP, NAP practitioner and neuro Reiki master. You're not what they are. You do a lot more. So we actually started branding her. If you actually saw the beginning when I said, you're going to charge $85 an hour. She's like, no, I can't do it. Then I'm like, no, you got to charge $150 an hour. No, I can't do it. Now she's making $350 an hour. It gets even better. COVID started. I said, here's what we're going to do. You're going to change the packaging. We're going to do something in group delivered. We're going to change how you deliver it. Within the last two and a half weeks, she got six new clients at $2,500 a piece. She just made $15,000 in revenue for a group. She's averaging $1,500 an hour. And that's during COVID. And it all had to do with mindset, massive action, modeling success. She did exactly what I told her to do. And then what we did is I said, I have something called OPP, modeling success is other people's people. And what I do is I find people that already have my ideal client in the room and I go and talk to them and find ways to add more value to them. And Mm -hmm. that's what we did with Brenda. We had her find, I said, where's your ideal client? She goes, well, she's doing yoga and she's doing meditation. And I said, okay. And she's in the, the gym. I said, so we need to go to the yoga studios, the meditation studios. We need to go to the gym. So we need to partner with them. And that's exactly what she did. And she ended up adding more and more value that got to the point where she'd do these talks and other conversations and got people to enroll in her services. So it was that easy to be able to create that wealth. And same thing with Venu. Venu made in five weeks what used to take her six months. And this is all during COVID. And I said at the beginning, she kept saying, I'm a family turnaround expert. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, I don't understand. So we had to change the messaging. And then she was making it more about her than the customer. I said, it's not about us. It's what's in it for me. How do we market to them? We changed the conversation. We created lead magnets for her for what the problem was we needed to solve right now. Right now, think about what's going on with people, whether we're seven months into this or 10 months or a year. Nobody thought we'd be in it this long where our lives has a new normal, right? And we had to change how she marketed. When we changed how she marketed, it changed what people heard when it changed what people heard they raised their hand and said I need what you have and as soon as we did that it actually just made it so easy to transition to being the expert and people wanting what she had and that was part of it brilliance so 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 awesome I, I I what I really want everyone to hear is that you've been there you've done that and you're helping people do it so this track record of success and there's a roadmap you know it's like I look at all the books that you have if, if you're listening right now buy all of those books and implement right hire Lisa to work with like come work with me like there are ways to 
completely transform your reality if you follow the successful people who have been there and done that. And it sounds to me, I mean, that's incredible. And it's awesome. And it's sometimes it's as little tiny tweaks. And it's someone just asking, like, I love that you said that you said uh, she was a, what was the, um, I do a turn family, turnaround families, turnaround family expert. Yeah. Right. Which is like, to her, that makes sense. But when you're an outsider, you go like, I don't know what that means. And if people are confused, they don't buy. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. So that it's so it's practical, actionable knowledge. You're giving gems of wisdom. Thank you so much. Really, really awesome. Um, yeah. I, will you share with listeners what the top three max potential habits are that you believe got you where you are today? Well, absolutely. I think the first one is, um, is having a big enough why. I, I, that's one of the big things for me. I have a mission and my mission is to touch more lives in Oprah by helping people who help others. And that's a big why for me because I feel like I don't want to ever be Oprah, but I want to make a difference by helping people who help people. So just like you're doing that, you're making a difference in helping other people. And if it goes with my mission, then it means it's something I need to be doing and I'll live on purpose. So that's a big one for me. The other is really staying in integrity. So if it doesn't feel good, I won't do it anymore. And years ago, I would do things out of more of, oh, I have to, or somebody told me I needed to do it or whatever the case is. And today it's all integrity based. If it doesn't feel authentic, it's not my job. I don't need to be doing it. And, and that feels so much better. And that just comes from age, by the way. <laughs> and, and the third thing that I think gets me to do it is I actually believe that um, we, I can do anything. And I believe it so much that I, I just say, We're, I'm smart, I can do anything. And because of that, I will go out and do anything. I think I can. And that's the gift that's in, in that wisdom there. Mm, incredible. I, I want to dive so deep into the integrity piece because it's so powerful. I think I've, I have people ask me all the time, you know, what do you think the number one thing to success is? It's like, can you say a number one thing? But one of the things I think is a common problem that cuts across all people is when they don't live in integrity, which is not knowing themselves really, and, and not loving, trusting. I, my definition of confidence is to know, love, and trust yourself. And when you know, love, and trust yourself, you're going to live in integrity. And when you live in integrity, that's going to bring you joy. And then you're going to attract people into your inner circle and whatever it is, because you're not saying yes to things you hate, which lowers your vibe and keeps you stuck. So I know I'm that I recall has said that yet. So that's, that's awesome. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Will you share with people? I know you just shared your books. Where's the best place where they can find everything about you if they want to work with you, buy your books, all of those things. Thank you. The easiest way to find me anywhere on social media, look for Lisa Lieberman Wang. I'm the only Jewish Chinese woman with that name. So it's a pretty easy thing to find. If you go to lisalliebermanwang.com, that's where I'll help you with your business and marketing. If you're looking on a personal note, that's findtofab.com and findtofab is fine, F-I-N-E-T-O-F-A-B. Uh, so you can go there and, and also look for my new book. The new book is going to be exactly this topic is Mastery to Millions, Seven Secrets You Must Know to Build Your Business in Today's Economy. It's right now with the editor. So I'm super excited about that. And awesome. That, when, when will it be released? That will be released it, probably by the new year. We'll have it out. Okay. Awesome. So likely when this episode gets released. So if it is, I'll make sure to put the, the link in the show notes so everyone can check it out. 
Oh, so, so good. I could talk to you all day. Thank you for sharing. I mean, I love having people on the show who share so generously. I mean, you're talking about a very specific roadmap that got you where you are and you're just sharing that information and knowledge for free using your precious time and energy to help the world. So it's, you know, to me, that's really aligned with your why. So thank you for taking the time to be here and share with the NFA tribe. I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. All right, everyone. So go back, rewind. If you were driving or running or doing something where you couldn't write down, write down that roadmap and then go buy Lisa's book and buy the other books, implement what you're learning. One of the things that I think is so powerful in, you know, the way that I've been able to be successful is exactly what Lisa's talking about. I look at this roadmap and I go like, yep, check, 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 check. And same with Lisa. And I promise you that success leaves clues. So if you look at all of the successful people out there, they probably have a very similar roadmap. And it's because they're taking massive action. They believe in themselves. They're modeling success, like all of these things that we talked about. So there is a path. If you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling scared, if you're feeling like, oh, it's COVID and I can't make it and I don't know how to do it. There is a way. We promise you, we both are doing it. So thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. This show wouldn't exist without you. I hope you have an incredible Max Potential Week where you implement a powerful mindset and take massive action. Buy Lisa's books. Check her out online. And I'll be back next week with more tips and tools for you to succeed in your life and business. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Max Potential Habits podcast. If you're liking what you've heard, it would be so incredibly awesome if you would subscribe to the channel and leave a five-star rating and a written review. This helps me help more people while we grow our NFA community so we can rock it out together. For Max Potential Habits resources, go to nfacoaching.com where you can access all of my resources. There's free ebooks, PDF checklists, a journal template, a business mindset meditation kit, and so much more. Plus, links to NFA Coaching on Instagram, YouTube, LinkedIn, and Facebook. And if you're super serious about upleveling, there's also a link to schedule a free consult to work with me in group or one-on-one -on -one coaching. Until next time, I hope you have a Max Potential Habits Day where you get inspired to do whatever it takes to transform into the most empowered version of yourself so you can lead a rich, thriving, kick-ass life and business.